Hello and welcome to a God Shift Podcast. I am your host, Shana Rattler. I am a minister, author, and sought-after speaker. In these episodes, you will learn how to grow your faith, overcome adversity, and move into a greater destiny. Individuals, organizational leaders, and ministry leaders share their story of when their life collided with God's purpose and put them on the path that was designed for them. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to A God Shift. I am your host, Shana Rattler, and as always, I am so, so excited that you are here. I've got on my Fix Your Crown shirt. If you're watching this on the video, if you're listening to the audio, just know I'm not lying. (laughs) (laughs) Your crown shirt. Um, I've had to fix my crown today. I've had some technology issues all day long, quite frankly, and it has kept me from getting a lot of things done. But either way, I am excited about this episode. So before we get started, I would love if you are listening to this episode, I need you to do me a favor. So wherever it is that you are consuming this podcast, I want you to take a screenshot. So whether it's on your phone, your tablet, your computer, just take a screenshot of the episode and post it on your social media. And when you do, I would appreciate it if you would tag us here at A God Shift and then just give me your biggest aha moment or your biggest takeaway from this episode. So why is it so important for you to share this information? Well, I say it every week and I'll say it again this week. I really don't care about the metrics and the number of downloads just for download's sake. You know, I'm not in the marketplace where, you know, it's like, oh, how many likes do you have? And you can't monetize until you get 4,000 views or, or hours of views like it is on YouTube. But what I do care about is building the kingdom. What I do care about is making sure that when people find themselves in hopeless situations, that this is a place that they can find hope, that this is a place that they can learn how to actually take control of their lives. And so the more people that share this episode, the more hands that it can get into and the more lives that we can change for Jesus. So thank you in advance for All right. Well, we are going to get to this episode. So I am so excited for you all to be able to see this lovely lady on the screen. I'm actually recording from my phone for the very first time. So I don't have any idea if y'all can see her yet or not, or if it's going to toggle back and forth between speakers, because I'm just going to be honest. I don't know how to do all that on the phone. So y'all just going to have to forgive me and Just listen to the words that are coming out of our mouth. So I'm very excited that Tara Aldrich is on the show. So Tara, how do you show up in these kingdom streets? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. So I just, I know you edit these. So would it help you if I recorded it for you? So I don't roll with it. Oh, okay. You don't edit. Okay. So, (laughs) well, now you get the raw, real, down And, and dirty. Let me just stop you before you do that. Here's why I do that. because. One of the things that I that I know is that oftentimes people can listen to someone like myself that has a television show and a podcast and seems to have it all together. They can listen to someone like yourself that is running businesses and changing leaders' lives and think, oh, well, this whole kingdom authority thing and everything that they're talking about, oh, yeah, it's so easy for them because they're already so much mm-hmm. further on the journey. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I don't edit it is because if I stumble on a word, I don't want people to think that I'm perfect. If your daughter walks in and goes, mommy, and you have to go, mm-hmm. I can't 
mm-hmm. talk to daddy because I'm recording. Like, I just want people to realize that this is real life and it's raw. So we're recording. And yes, you can see everything on my desk. My Beautiful. Computer, but it is what it is. So yeah. Tell Beautiful. Us- <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, so here, you know, here's the deal. This is one of those questions. And what is so beautiful about being chosen and being a daughter of the all high King is that to tell a little bit about yourself when you've been chosen, you know, you really have to, you know, kind of, kind of dig for something that would be small because nothing is small about the life that God has me on. And so to share a little bit with you, just a little snippet, you know, I have a very um, blessed and favored, highly favored life. Um, I see success in all areas of my life. I've been with my husband for 12 years. We have two beautiful children. I have an eight-year-old and a four-year-old. My son is Cooper and my daughter is Capri. And, you know, we, we, we see financial success. We see the fruits in our relationships, um, in our marriage, in um, what we're building for the kingdom. We spend a lot of our time. My husband's the CEO of a publicly traded company called Envirotech Vehicles, and he's on the cutting edge of commercialized electric vehicle transportation. We're philanthropists. What's that? I said, say that five times fast. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So, you know, but trying to give you a little snippet, um, there's there's nothing basic about my life, not, not even close. And and especially when you start getting to the kingdom level that we have entered into and that God has blessed us with the keys to. And so so that's one side of it. And, and then on the flip side of things, I found all of my success in helping high performing individuals, you know, up level level their sales and their leadership to impact for the kingdom. Earlier this year, God gave me a vision to really dig into the leadership component of Mm -hmm. kingdom students, Mm -hmm. people who have Jesus, but aren't operating in the kingdom, aren't accessing the Trinity, the way that we are called to, to really hold the authority in that triangle and like what God really truly says about us and what the Bible is actually about and what the gospel is actually about. And so um, ever since really God blessing me and opening my eyes and softening my heart, really, really, truly taking me through a, a, a period in my life of, of softening so that I can actually hear him and seek him and, and a humbling. Um, ha- have, I, have I been given the vision of Lighthouse Leadership Academy, which is where I, I always bring anybody who's even feeling like they resonate with me. And so with Lighthouse Leadership Academy, I was given this vision earlier in January, January 2nd. And normally what would take somebody, you know, anywhere from 12 to 18 months to execute, of course, in the authority, the daughter that I am, God's just like, no, boom, let's go. By April, we were up and running with a full class. And so now we're going into class three. We've just started class three by the time this airs. And we are activating and accelerating students for the kingdom through the Trinity, through the transforming and the renewal of the mind. And so <laughs> we're up to big things. I'm a daughter. I'm a mother. I'm a wife. I'm a sister. And I take it all um, very seriously. You know, it's, it's all very important to me. I love what you just shared. You know, it's always so interesting to me. So this is the 
in any given week, I have about 10 or 12 interviews. And it's a combination of me interviewing people for my platforms and me being interviewed on other people's platforms. Mm -hmm. But it never fails that every single week, at least once during one of those interviews, something that I said on Instagram or on another platform ends up coming up from the other person on the other side of the screen. And so yesterday, I did a reel on Instagram and I was basically saying, just because it's possible doesn't mean that it has to be your portion. And the example that I gave in that very short reel is like, yeah, it can take a year to gain traction in a new business, but that doesn't mean that it has to be your portion. Um, And so especially as those of us as believers, I really just want us to wrap our minds around the fact that just because it's possible for something to be the case, that doesn't mean that it has to be our portion and we shouldn't allow others to project onto us what our experiences are going to be, you know, when we're Mm -hmm. in different seasons and and embarking on different journeys. So before we too deep into this conversation, I want to lay a little bit of context because when people hear a God shift, I usually get some oohs and ahs, but some blank stares at the exact same time that they're oohing and aahing because they like the cleverness of a God shift and they're like, oh yeah, I'm all about a God shift, but they have no idea what that means. So mm-hmm. my definition of a God shift is the, is the moment disruption in your life collides with God's purpose and it moves you into a greater destiny. And I believe that when we are going through disruption in our lives, I believe that when we are partnering with God to get where it is that he needs us next in life, that one of the most important things that we have to do as believers is to learn how to operate in our kingdom authority. And when I think about my own definition of kingdom authority, I think about the birthright that we have as believers to actually make scripture happen in our lives. What's your definition of kingdom authority? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So there's a lot there. I'm like thinking about the disruption, you know, (laughs) what we make up about disruption first and foremost. So just going, going, just, just stopping there for a second around disruption. And I'm coaching, you know, at, at any given time. I mean, I've probably coached thousands of people by this point. And anytime somebody comes to me and they have this, these words, like this is a disruption or this is good, or this is bad, or, or this is something, or it's like this definite thing. My next question is always got it. What are you making up about that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, so your interpretation of disruption may be completely different than my interpretation of disruption. And if you're going to put God in front of it, that's like not even close to what even the definition in the dictionary would be because of where I operate from. Yeah. So disruption for me, I'm like looking for them. I'm like, God, interrupt me, cancel my plans, wreck me, like wreck me. I mean, I mean, and we don't have time on this podcast, but if I shared with you, where I am right now and how God is wrecking me. I mean, girl, I am in the refiner's fire right now. Like my, my mother-in-law is about to pass away mm. any day. My, 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 my mom has stage four cancer. My husband had a heart attack two weeks ago. You know, we're, we, we, we have all of the things going on and I'm just like more God, more God, more God. 
test me, lean into me, let's go. And what he, I'm like, I'm like, I'm fasting. Okay, boom, disruption comes. I'm fasting. I'm on my knees. I'm in the books. I'm in the scripture. Like, let's, let's go, God. I'm here. I'm listening. Yeah. And so I wanted to stop there for a moment. And, and maybe you could repeat the second portion of the question. I think yeah. that's important to what your definition of kingdom authority is, because we're going to talk a lot about how do we operate in authority as believers. And you know, I want to know before we, we get into like, what is that? How do you do it? I just like to ask every guest what their own personal definition of kingdom authority is. Yeah, no, that's no, that's a great question. And so kingdom authority, if you go back to what the scripture actually says, what what is the original information? Unfortunately or fortunately, church has created you know this this religion around the Bible, and it's all left up to interpretation and and we could go down the the rabbit hole of religion. But when you bring it back to the scriptures and what did God say and what was the original information that he shared? The scripture is about a king who created kings to rule, to bring kingdom to earth. Jesus came later. Jesus came later. Yes, it was been prophesied all throughout the scripture and very early on. Jesus came later simply to bridge the gap where sin was allowed. Because what's the number one thing that keeps us from sin or from from God? Sin. Yeah. That's the number one thing. So Jesus came. He's like, let's handle the sin. You are saved when you believe in me. Let's go. Now get back to work. You're a king. Queen. You're a ruler. You have authority here. If it, I was just talking to one of my, my spiritual teachers this morning. He's like, you know, when God kicked Lucifer out of heaven, he didn't even do it himself. Michael told Satan he's got to go. Lucifer, you got to go. Get out of here. And he took a third of the angels, which means that we have twice the amount already. Like we are covered. We are good. And so when you know that you're covered and you're good, why would you be operating like a peasant? Why would you be operating in fear? Why would you be operating in scarcity? Why wouldn't you have every single thing that you can possibly think of? Yeah. And I want to take that an, another step further because you said another step further. That's the same thing. I want to take that a step further. So you said, you know, Jesus didn't come on the scene at first. He wasn't even, he wasn't even mentioned for a while. But the other thing that I think people forget, you know, we say all these scriptures, we quote them, we've heard them, but I don't think we take the time to really think about what it says. But when we think about the scripture that says greater works than these that shall you do in my name, we don't read that what it comes after that. It says, because I'm going with the father. So when I think about the authority that we have as believers, it's like, listen, Jesus said, listen, I've done all I have done. I've set the model for you. I've given you the blueprint and I'm out of here. Like I'm yep. about to sit at the right hand of the father and all of these great things that I've done, you're going to do those things and you're going to do even greater things. So if we're sitting around in a life that's been disrupted, and let's be honest, disruption doesn't always have to be negative. My life is just like yours. I just buried my father three months ago. Mm -hmm. I just 
buried my grandmother three months ago. I just lost my relationship right around the same time. And so my disruption has been negative. But sometimes when we find ourselves in the middle of a God shift moment, we're making the most amount of money we've ever made. Things are going Mm -hmm. great. But I think the negative ones are the ones that we sometimes pay attention to and give the most resources to. But when we're sitting around and God interrupts our life and it doesn't go as planned, regardless if he's using a negative way or a positive way, if we're sitting around here waiting on God to do everything for us or expecting Jesus to do anything and he's already gone from here, then we've missed the boat because... Mm -hmm. God is in heaven. Jesus is in heaven at his right hand. The only thing that's left here is the Holy Spirit that operates in us. And that's where our power and authority comes from to make scripture come alive in our lives. But so many times Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, Lord, I need you to do it for me. What are you going to do? What role Mm -hmm. are you going to play in the relationship? Because you work with leaders. Is there ever a time When leaders are working on a project with somebody else on their team, and it's the sole responsibility of the leader to do everything. But why do we treat God like that? Why do we treat God like, oh, well, he's all powerful and he's all knowing. So I'm just going to sit back and just wait to see what he's going to do. What are you going to do? What do you say? Been sitting back, living their disrupted life, and they're just waiting on everything God is going to do because they realize that they have authority themselves. What do you say? Yeah. So, so that's multifaceted. It depends where I'm at in the conversation with them, but if we're just meeting and I notice that somebody is, is sitting back waiting on God, Oh, I'm just going to wait on God. I'm waiting on God. Oh, I'm praying on that. Um, what that is, is scarcity and it's fear. It's the spirit of fear. And so I immediately start praying because I know what spirit they're dealing with for we're not up against the each other. We're up against the principalities of darkness that exist in the spiritual realm. And so because I'm a daughter of the all high king and I operate in authority, I know this. Yeah. And so I'm not dealing with a human being. And so my job, my job, Jesus, Jesus says, your job is to love one another is to find that person right where they are and to first love them, even though I can see what's not working. I can see that they're procrastinating. I can see that they're lying to themselves. I can see that they're manipulating. I can see all of those things. But those are their rackets. Those are the stories that you're, they're running. So my first point, and I love this question. Thank you for asking it, is to say, okay, got it. So I notice that you've been waiting on God. What are you making up about waiting on God? It's it's a great question. And if you notice in the scripture, Jesus constantly answering things with and sharing with questions because until we can adopt a curiosity a childlike curiosity with people where we can pause take our own agenda our own lens our own interpretation of what we think is going on with this person and say hey wait a minute i see you i see you because by the way unless you've either been there before or you've experienced some kind of trauma around what they're doing or what's coming up for you, you wouldn't be able to see that in them anyways. Yeah. Right. So, so knowing who you are first and foremost, but really just saying, Hey, listen, so, so what are you making up about this story that God is going to come, come and tell you or like give it to you or, or whatever, what, like, what are you making up about that? Yeah. And really, truly, we all want the same thing. And when you boil it down, Shana, is people are 
afraid to be rejected. They're afraid to be abandoned. They're afraid that someone's going to judge them. They're afraid that they might fail. They're afraid they might get it wrong because they have these core wounds from being a little baby, a little child that was hurt. Yep. Yep. And so our job as humans is to find them where they are, love them where they are, and bring them into vision. What would it look like if God came down right now and gave you everything you wanted? It's a great question to ask. Yeah. So I want to talk about your your own life a little bit. You know, you started this episode off talking about, you know, the great things that you have been able to accomplish in your life. So I would love to hear of a time, you know, when we're talking about kingdom authority and, you know, God has power, but we also have authority in him and through him. So I would love to hear of a time in your life that you've actually had to use that authority, whether it was a time that you were growing your faith, maybe you were overcoming adversity in order to get to where you are today. Can you tell us about a time that you've had to use that authority? Yeah, every day. Uh, first of all, I'm going to pull out an example for you because I just had one, but it's, it's, it's every day. And when you are operating in the kingdom, if this isn't happening to you every day, you're not leaning in to, to you're not actually in the door of the kingdom because when you're looking for that sharpening. And you're like, God, I'm here. Like I am for you. Use me, wreck me, wreck my plans. Like he's going to, he's going to use you when he can. And so, I mean, I just yesterday, like right now. Okay. So my sister and I, and as you do, do you have a sister, Shana? No, I have a brother. You have a brother. And so, you know, that your relationship with your brother is I don't know what yours is, but it's sometimes so close, so sweet, so intimate, so connected. And sometimes you're like, dude, what are you doing? Who are you? you? Yeah. What are you doing with my brother? So my sister and I gone through a season, a season of separation, a, a season of healing, as she would call it. Where I'm like, girl, Jesus heals me instantly. Like, what are you talking about? And then, so I got to meet her where she was at for the last, you know, since March and we're now, uh, we're October now filming this, but you know, it's been, it has felt like eternity. Not only have I missed my sister, but I've been angry at her. I've been disappointed. I've been hurt. I'm like, why is it taking you so long to heal? Like, let's go. We're sisters. Like, let's move. That's my personality. We all, and then right? I'm like, let's just go. Let's just get over it. And she's like, no, I need a minute. And so I've ebbed and flowed out of, okay, I'm here. You know what? Take your time. I got it. And then on the flip side of them, like, don't let the sun go down on your quarrels. And like, you know what I'm saying? Right. And so I, I, it's been this beautiful opportunity for me to look at, okay, what is this? What is this? And as I have gone, not just to my knees, not not just in a prayer before bed and and bless my sister like seriously taking a look at what is attacking our relationship and why mm-hmm. what is attacking our relationship and why and you know what i realized through the holy spirit sharing with me because i said to myself she she's talking bad about me she she so i prayed i prayed lord 
break the curse. Father, break the curse right now. Break the word curses off of me because I was feeling tension in my neck. I said, there's word curses on me. Holy Spirit told me there's word curses on me. So I said, break the, break the word curses. But guess what? Oh, wait a minute. Now God's revealing to me that I need to repent for the word curses I've cast on her. So I'm like, whoa, there's a moment. There's a moment of truth. There's a moment. And when you're operating in kingdom authority, God will not just show you what is being wrong to you, but where you have wrong, where you need to repent, where you need a renewing of your mind, where you need a sharpening. And so I did, I repented. And, and I said, and not only with her, I'm like, whoa, Lord, show me everyone I've cursed. Show me. And I sent blessings back. What happens? The next day she calls me. And in 20 minutes, I prayed over our sisterhood and I reestablished it in the kingdom of heaven. I reestablished our sisterhood, not only in the flesh, but also as sisters in Christ, that we are both saved, that we both have dominion here, that we are queens, that we are daughters of an all high king. And that No longer will the pain of the past, the trauma from the past, any word curse that was spoken ever get to attach to us again in Jesus name. Yes. I love it. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So I swear to you, the memories, any resentment, any bitterness completely melted away instantly for both of us. That's so beautiful. That's what it's about, folks. It's about not allowing life just to take you by the by the tail and just whip you all over the place. Like you have to tell your life the way that it's going to be, you know, it tells in the word in Isaiah 46 and 10 that, that the Lord declared the end from the beginning. So that means you can tell your life right now what it's going to do. It also tells us, I think it's Romans 4 and 17, that he spoke those things that weren't as though they were. So we have the power and authority to take control of our lives. And we're not replacing God. We're not edging God out. But what we're not doing is undercompensating for the fact that he's powerful. We recognize that we have a role to play in this relationship. So we're going to pause and take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to share with the audience some tips and advice of how they can kind of begin to adopt some of the boldness that you and I have been able to adopt as it relates to kingdom authority. This episode is brought to you by the free guide, When God Says Shift. Inside, you'll discover the four shifts required to follow God's plan to move you out of disruption and into a greater destiny, expectancy, and possibility. Head to godsaysshift.com to access it now. So Tara, before the break, we were sharing how kingdom authority has shown up in each of our lives. But now I want to go beyond information. I want to go beyond theory and story. And I really want to get into some specific tips and strategies that can lead to transformation. Because at the end of the day, you're, you're, you know, you coach and consult with leaders and you know that nothing happens if transformation doesn't happen, if we don't have something tangible that we can implement. So Mm -hmm. if there's one that is listening to this episode and they're like, whoo, I need the same level of boldness that the two of these girls have, but I feel like I'm really struggling to understand what can I do to exercise my kingdom authority to shift my life into a better place? What would be your best tip? Straight up all across the board, get into a lighthouse leadership training. 
go to lighthouseleadershipacademy.com and find your authority in Jesus Christ through a transformational experience. Um, Because here's the deal. We all have a glass ceiling. And there's the things in life that we know that we know. You know, like I know that I am a daughter of Christ. And probably most of your audience also knows this. I also know that there's things in life that I don't know. Like I'm not great at math. I could like, like I know that I don't know math. Okay. But, but, but here's, here's what my mission on life is, is to show people what they don't know that they didn't know. And that's the danger zone is most people just get caught up in what they know that they know, what they know that they don't know. But really, how much time are you spending figuring out the things that you don't know that you don't know? And so that would be my like first tip because there's so many layers. I mean, to just run you through, well, these are the, these are the things. No, 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 no. First of all, we've got to activate you. You've got to know who you are, who you are as in your identity in Christ. What mm-hmm. does he call you? And then you've got to know, wait a minute. It's not just enough to actually know that that's beautiful. And that what you can fall back on that all day long. At the end of the day, he knit desires in your heart. So to your point at the beginning of this, this show, Shana was, well, you're just sitting back. You're just waiting on God. He, he knit desires in your heart and he put them there for you to not only have them, but to execute them because they will make manifest his glory. Like, it's not a joke to have a vision, to have an idea. And people are like, oh, like when I was young, like I wanted to be, I'm sorry, God gave you that vision and you did nothing with it. And so it's a serious, I just feel like people aren't taking this seriously. And of course they're not because their parents told them they wouldn't add up to anything. A teacher told them they were stupid because they were dyslexic before they knew what dyslexia was. Um, their sister used to tell them they were fat, whatever your, your, your baby trauma is, right? right. We get, we get through that. We get through that and you fall back on who you are and your identity in Christ. And then we renew your mind by leveling up your glass ceiling. Where do you stop every single time? Where do you stop in your marriage? Where do you stop in your patience? Where do you stop in your trust? Where do you stop in your commitment? Where does your bank account stop? Where does your sex drive stop? Where does your weight stop? I love that. You know, and it kind of leads into your tip, leads into the tip that I was planning to give. You know, you talked about fear earlier. Because there's a lot of things that we can tell you to do in any area of your life, whether it's walking in kingdom authority, whether it's growing in your career, whether it's growing in your business. But if there are hurts that are hidden and you don't fix that, mm-hmm. then all the strategies in the world are not going to be successful. And so if there's an area of your life that needs to be healed, especially an area that is hidden. I'm not talking about your just your physical body, but healing what's hidden. I think I actually had a podcast episode a few weeks ago, and that was the title of it was healing what's hidden because there, it's not just enough to focus on what to do. We also have to be aware of, like she said, what what you don't know. How do you get aware of what you don't know that you don't know so that you can learn that? But what do you do when you have fear, when you're full of doubt? Listen, 
Life is very little about desire, but it's a whole lot about capacity. And if your life is full of fear and doubt and all of the cares of this world, then you are not even an empty vessel that God can fill and use for his glory. And so I would encourage anyone that is listening that wants to operate in their kingdom authority, before you start to look at some of the some at some of the things that I teach you all every week on how you can exercise your kingdom authority, all of the YouTube videos, all of the things that are out there. I encourage you to figure out what is broken in your life and fix that because you can't fix anything else. You see, it says fix your crown. You can't fix your crown until you fix what's under what's hurting this under the crown and inside of your heart. So, Tara, as we begin to wrap this up, are there any final words that you would have for yeah. our audience? I do actually. And I think, you know, really just, you kind of asked me another question. I think it's really important that, um, we don't identify as broken, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, everything is left up to the lens that we see things through. And if you're waking up in the morning and you're riddled with fear and you're riddled with anxiety and you're riddled with depression and the world's got you, Gas prices got you. Marriage got you. Kids won't talk to you. It's got you. You have cancer. It's got you. You know, you feel gripped. It's because you are. It's because you're gripped and you're gripped by the spirit of fear, which is the enemy. And make no mistake that fear does not come from God. It comes straight from the pits of hell. And it is meant to seek you out to destroy you. And so here's a step you can take. Maybe you're listening to this and even getting out of bed hurts. Take a risk. Get out of bed. Get up. Maybe you're overweight. Maybe you hate looking in the mirror. You're going to find a mirror. And you're going to say to yourself, what is true? You're going to ask yourself this question. What is true? And you're going to start to find the truth because sadly, we live in a world where there is no truth anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love your podcast, Shane. And I acknowledge you for being bold and brave and taking a risk to put this out there and say, I don't care about the downloads. I care about kingdom work. God's going to bring who he needs to hear this. And that's what it is. Because at the end of the day, you're not finding truth like this in school. You're not finding it in government. You're not finding it even on podcasts. You're not finding it anywhere. Disney doesn't even speak the truth anymore. It never has, but you know what I'm saying? That's another podcast. But if you you can stand up right now and go find a mirror and look in the mirror and say, what is true? You're going to land on a couple of things. What is true is that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light. And that will always be the truth. Because there's a difference in what is true and what is the truth. The truth never changes. What was true 30 years ago isn't true now for something. So what is the truth? The truth is you are a child of God and you are chosen. The truth is is that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, created in the image of a king. The truth is, is that you were born to rule here. And the truth is, That if you got to this place in your life, surely it was for a reason. Mm. The truth is, surely it was for a reason. And surely Jesus will redeem you. That's such a great. Find the truth. 
That's such a great tip. So Tara, as we begin to wrap up, where can they find you on social media? Yeah, so it's super simple. My Instagram is at the Tara Oldridge or the Tara Oldridge. Uh, Lighthouse Leadership Academy has its own Instagram. Um, But I would really invite you, if you are feeling led to lead, and you're like, but I don't even know if I could lead, like to your point, Shanna, like, I don't, I don't know if I'm like a good leader or like, I'm not as bold as these ladies. That's okay. It, I wasn't either. But if you're feeling something spark inside of you and you're like, I wonder if I could do this, go to um, lighthouseleadershipacademy.com. We put a quiz up there and this quiz is going to support you in identifying what kind of leader you are. Because just because you don't have a voice like Shane or a voice like me doesn't, doesn't mean you're not meant to lead. Right. Just because you're riddled with anxiety right now or you're overweight or you don't feel sexy or you've been divorced three times or you've had an abortion or whatever you're making up about how you're a horrible person, just because you have that doesn't mean that you can't make imp- impact for the kingdom. That's if you so go good. there, you can find out, find out how. Awesome. Well, I'm going to make sure that the links to her Instagram and to the websites are in the show notes. So all that you have to do is click the link. And so Tara, thank you so much for being here Mm. on podcast. It has been such a pleasure. Um, Listening audience, I am glad that you are here. I pray that this has blessed you as much as it has blessed me. And if it has, and even if it hasn't, I want you to share, 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 and consider listening to another episode next week. Everyone have a great day. Bye-bye. I want to thank you for listening to the God Shift Podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. And remember to put God first and everything will fall into place.